Okay, this is Women Warriors Podcast, and today I have a special guest. This is Pastor Jeff, Pastor Jeff Urban, and the last name being Urban, that means he's my husband. Jeff and I have been married, what, 37 years? Yes. And next July will be 38. 38. Yeah. So, um, anyways, today's a special podcast, not only because, well, really, he's my co-host, and so, you know, I'll have him on here on, you know, other occasions to share a word from the Lord, but um, there's been several times that Jeff has had um, these experiences and, um, they're, um, like open visions. Yeah. And they're, um, very graphic, meaning there's lots of detail and the experience he had, he felt like he was actually living in it, which makes it an open vision. Oh, okay. And, um... Anyways, but he has some scripture and stuff to share to support um, what he's um, we have a dog that wants to be on the show apparently. Anyways, so um, that's my introduction. He and I have been married for thirty seven years. years, been together for thirty eight. We have three kids, four grandkids, and three dogs. So, <laughs> life is pretty um, interesting. We're in, we've been in ministry together for how long? Mm, how long? Off and on for yeah. last, what, 10, 15, 10 years. 10 years. Last 10 years, right? Yeah. Okay, so here we are um, with my honey, Pastor Jeff, um, at the table here, and I'm going to let him first share with you um, the open visions he had. I know you're probably not going to remember the times or the dates, but that's okay. The fact that you had them is um, good enough, so um, share with us. The first time you had uh, a dream or a vision. A vision. Uh, or a... Well, the first one happened back in 2006. And I was upstairs in, in our bedroom. I was laying on the bed and um, I had this feeling that... Um, that I was um, leaving the house and and shooting up through or um, going through the roof and up into the air to meet Jesus in the air, you know, you know the rapture. And um, when I had that, I was laying on the bed and I can't, I couldn't move my body at all. It was like I was um, paralyzed. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it was so, like God wanted you to be his captive 
um, audience for what yeah, we like, want to share with like, you. Like you're not going anywhere, son. Until you're done <laughs> seeing what he wants you to see. So yeah. that was like a rapture-like experience, right? What the... What you felt. Oh, yeah. But I'm not done. I'm sorry. But anyways, um, <clears throat> I felt um, all of a sudden uh, like my my um, spirit was leaving my body and it was it was uh just happened so quick that um there wasn't much time to think so uh, you know um that's telling me that people that aren't saved need to be saved and um be ready because jesus could um come at any time and you won't have time to to uh, repent, it'll be too late. So that's why we're to we're to be um, ready beforehand. Ready in season and yeah. out of season. Yes, be ready in season and out of season. Well, and isn't there a scripture that says about him coming in the twinkling of an eye? Yes, but I will read all that after I'm done talking about. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but anyways, sorry, honey. It's okay. You're the you host and I'm the guest. <laughs> it's okay. So I just wanted to warn you that I will ask you questions, and I know you probably will have an answer and that, you know, it will... It'll help. ...eventually come. Okay. But, so I'm not trying to be rude okay. when I say... A question. Okay. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> so, so anyways, I kind of lost my train of thought with, oh, in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah, in the twinkling of an eye. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, I, I felt my, um, my spirit leaving my body, shooting through the roof and going up into the air. And it, it was going so fast, it was like, um, only thing I can compare it to is uh, a lightning bolt. How fast a lightning bolt is. Otherwise, there's nothing on earth that is quick as that acceleration. And um, so I was lifted up into the clouds, and then I looked around, and I didn't see, you know, no other believer with me. Or my honey, mm -hmm. um, or Jesus. So um, after after I seen nobody there, I I, um, I I was awakened, you know, back there on the bed, and uh, I still have that auxiliary. How you say it? Auxiliating feeling. Oh. You know, that I experienced. That excited. Yeah, that excited um, feeling. feeling to this day. And so, um, yeah, we're to be ready um, for, the, for the coming of the Lord. And the scripture that I have is um, 1 Thessalonians 4. Uh, 13 through 18 and it says this the subtitle is 
the sudden coming of the Lord. And that's uh, King James Version. And verse 13 it says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, for that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which uh, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. That's the ones that um, already died and their spirits are already in heaven. In verse 15, For we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep, the ones that are in the graves. Uh-huh. For the here's verse sixteen. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So that's saying that Jesus himself will descend from heaven from heaven um with the shout of the with the trumpet with the trumpet blasting <clears throat> and the ones that have already died the ones that aren't living that are that are um Christians that are in the graves shall they or Jesus will rise them up first and they'll get their their um, heavenly bodies right then. <clears throat> and then, then it says after that in verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we which are alive and remain... When Jesus comes, that um, like on my rapture experience, that um, everyone who's born again will be um, raptured up into the clouds to meet Jesus in the air. And when we're being raptured up, we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye, and we're going to have our um, heavenly bodies. Cool. Have been questions? <laughs> well, after you're done reading. Oh. Um, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then this next one is a good one that I like. It's verse 18 says, Therefore comfort one another with these words. That's a good one. So we're to comfort one another with these words to remind each other that, hey, Jesus is coming back. And um, we have we have hope in him, and that we'll live with him um, through all out eternity. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, um, but 
can I ask a question? Okay, yeah. Can so ask the next question. question I have is, is that the only time you've had a vision like that, uh, like a rapture type experience? Um, no, I had two other experiences. One, um, we were, we were at a revival and I had two other ones there. The The other one was, oh, the other one was, I seen Jesus on the edge of heaven standing with his horse. He has a white horse uh-huh. with like gold, um, what do you call it, a thing that goes in the mouth, in the... The, the, oh, the horse had a gold bridle. A gold, a gold bridle. Oh, that, a bit and bridle. Yeah. Yeah. And um. And I couldn't see Jesus's face because it had a. It was because of the glory of the Lord. Uh huh. But I could see his white robe, and the horse was white. And it was a beautiful horse. And I have a scripture that goes with with that as well. Um, can I read that too? Uh-huh. But in, um, oh. while you're looking it up, do, okay. you, do you know what scripture it is? It's in Revelations 19, uh, I think 11 through 16. Oh, okay. So um, yeah. I just wanted to to say that when you said for your first vision yeah that you you felt or that it felt like lightning is all you could compare it to yeah um that brought a scripture to mind really (laughs) that um right here in matthew 28 verse 3 and it says his appearance was like lightning Ooh. And his clothing was as white as snow. snow. Wow. So that... But I thought of that when you said that experience was like lightning mm-hmm. compared to that his appearance was like lightning. Mm-hmm. So this is... It was a violent earthquake because the angel of the Lord descended from the heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone. This is um, the resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where that scripture is from. <clears throat> That's a good one. Okay, and then um, what I was telling you about the horse, or Jesus and the horse, in Revelations 19. Let's see. Okay, here it is. Uh, verse 11 says, And I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon was called Faithful and True, and the righteousness he doeth judge and make war. So, that's that's just confirming what what I saw, um, Jesus's horse being white. Uh huh. Um. Um, but um, I'll, I'll read this again because it has to do with <coughs> with uh, another part I wanted to talk about. Anyways, um, 
I can talk about, I can talk about that now. Um, a lot of people think that the rapture and the second coming are the same thing. Okay. Or that, um, that there's no rapture. But, um, there was some, some people in the Bible that were taken up, you know, that were uh, alive, that they didn't die and go in the grave. And one of them was Enoch. You read in Genesis, was it chapter 6? Uh, let's see if we can find that. Genesis chapter 6. Let's see if it talks about Enoch. Oh. Where's your phone? Let's put up. Is it Genesis? Okay. Um, okay, yeah, here it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, so maybe you can help me with this. Okay. Um, what are you looking for? Well, it's when the one, he was when God took e Enoch. Yeah. When God took him up. Genesis five, 5, 22 through 24. Oh, is that it about Enoch? Yeah. Let's see. Let's, let's read 5, 20. 22. Let's see. Uh, verse 22, Genesis five twenty-two says, And Enoch walked with God, and after he begat Methuselah 300, and, 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So right there, God took him um, to heaven without him dying. Mm -hmm. See right there in verse 24. So you can um, you can you can make a note of that. And then and then there was uh, um, in Hebrews let me look it up here. Okay. Um, yeah in Hebrews chapter 11 it says by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Mm -hmm. That's Hebrews 11.5. Yeah, that's a good one. So Enoch was one of them that was um, was raptured to heaven. And <coughs> another one was was the prophet... Elijah? Or Elijah. Where, where God took Elijah to heaven <coughs> in a chariot. And that scripture, um, I'm not sure where it's at, but is it a New Testament? Mm -hmm. It is. Um, Second Kings two, one through twelve. Second Kings. Second uh, Kings. Okay. Second Kings two. Uh, let's see. One through twelve, or uh, what did you say it was? 
Yeah, two, one through twelve, but. <coughs> where is it? Talk about where the Lord took him up. I think it's the last. No, it's uh, oh, that was eleven and twelve, and it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, and horses of fire. That's that's verse eleven. Mm-hmm. And parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by the whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. Yeah, he tore his own clothes. So that was um, Second Kings 2, 11 and 12. Okay. I don't have that under my... And it came to pass. So did you tell us? Did you tell us the uh, um the third no, rapture not, experience not you yet. had? I was just talking about a okay. Couple of <coughs> the difference between well, yeah. rapture and the second coming. Yeah. So they are two separate events. Yeah. So. And my connects. In the and, and even Jesus explains that. When his coming, because he even said that um, if he, that he promised to go, that he'd come back and get us. Yes. That he was going to prepare a place for us. Mm-hmm. What scripture is that? Um. <clears throat> Where he said that, that if it wasn't true, he wouldn't have said it. Yeah, was it? Is it in Matthew? I'll have to look, see if it's in Matthew. <clears throat> Matthew. Matthew. I don't know if it's 23 or 24. John 14.2 John 14.2 Is that it? Uh, Are you there? No. Not there yet. John In my father's house are many house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be ye also. It's a good one. Yeah. So right there, Jesus is is telling us that he's coming back. So with with the Lord being in heaven, he's um, preparing a place for us. That's what he said there. And yeah. 
No. That's good. Because, you know, God, they are, God is, they are a God of their promises. They, mm-hmm. what they say they will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, today and forever. Today and forever, yes. Okay, and so I got that one. Um, let's see, what else is going to say? So did but, we show the difference between the rapture and the, because oh, I think I sidetracked yeah, a little. I'm s- okay. Sorry about that. So, <clears throat> the difference um, between the rapture and the second coming. So isn't, so the rapture is to bring the church up. Uh-huh. And then, and then the second coming, isn't that when he comes to finally give the boot to Satan and yeah. and overcome? But see, if you, re- if you read um, in Revelations, like, um, to chapter 4, um, anything after chapter 4, you don't hear nothing mentioned about the church. That's because um, everybody's in heaven at the reward banquet. Wow. And let's see. Sorry. Oops. I get better get in the right area here. What was that? Revelation 19. So there's a lot that can go on between Revelations 4 and 19. So if the church is not present on earth, between 4 and 19 and 19 is where they describe Jesus second coming mm-hmm. on the white horse that's um right yeah that's um after the marriage supper of the lamb okay so the marriage supper oh that's another one I talk about me seeing the banquet table um but anyways in revelation 19 um, okay, so we read that scripture. Yeah, I know. Okay. And it's verse 14 is the second coming. Okay. Okay. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon the white horse. Um, followed him is meaning um, Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. It's on his white horse. And he's coming down. It says, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. So, like I told you, or like I was saying, that Jesus was wearing white, bright apparel, and his horse was white. And, let's see. Uh, Let's see. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp two-edged sword, which he should smite the nations and he shall rule over them with a rod of iron and be treadeth upon one press of the what's that furnace or fierceness of the wrath of the almighty God and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, Unto all the fowls of the, that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, 
that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit upon them and the flesh of all men both free and bond both small and great and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat upon the horse and against his army and um, we're going to be part of his army that comes back to do battle against Satan right you've heard that before yeah okay and the beast which or beast was taken and with the false prophets that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image these both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone wow so that's telling me that there's a literal hell that <coughs> God created that they're going to be thrown into hell that we just read yeah and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse which which sword proceeded out of his mouth and all the fowls were filled with their flesh mm. okay. so that's so coming back to your visions mm -hmm. yes. um, um can you share with us the third one? Oh, the third one? That you had. Well, the third one was... Um, and might, might add that three is the number of God, which means completion. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, so the third one I had that um, we were... I was in the same church that I had the second vision in, and I had my eyes closed, and... I was up in heaven, and there was a banquet table, and all the tables were joined to each other, and the table was as long as you could see, and the table was gold, and they had gold chairs, but there was no food on the table or anybody sitting around the table. There was just a table mm -hmm. and chairs, so there's coming a, a banquet um, like in uh, uh, Revelation 19, the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen. And, oh, I got... So, with the visions, though, like that, what did God, what was God's message to you? For me to um, uh, tell people that God is real and that what he says in Okay. what he says in his word is true and you can count on it 
Yeah. It's true. He is reliable mm-hmm. and he is faithful and just to do exactly what he says he will do. Yes. So saying saying that that means that the events that we are seeing today are leading up to to yes. These events that you had a in person experience experience like you were actually there yeah god chose you to bring this message and he knew that eventually your wife would have a podcast yes (laughs) (laughs) so that you could share that news okay and so in your experience when um you know when you're describing when you're describing what you felt and what you, you know, went through, yeah. what you saw, mm-hmm. um, it reminds me of the visions that God gave to other, you know, um, disciples and apostles of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so God, you know, being the same yesterday, today, and forever is still giving visions and and bringing... Um, there's if, if clarity through visions there's still people to this day that still have um, rapture dreams or experiences like what I had you know um, I've even seen YouTube videos of children of children yeah having rapture experiences mm-hmm. and um, seeing Jesus you know, Jesus coming to children and talking to them. Mm-hmm. And the children repeating what Jesus, you Said. know, told them. Yeah. And um, so why do you think, you know, when I think of that with the children, why do you think God is using children in this day and age um, to bring a message because the adults aren't bringing the message. The adults aren't tuned in to God anymore. Yeah. And why do you think that we're not tuned in to God anymore? Because we're busy, um, too busy with our lives and too busy worrying about COVID. and Too busy. Yeah. It's not um, just COVID. It's with, too busy with everything. With religion, maybe. Yeah. We become complacent sitting in the pew and not keeping you know god likes to switch up our lives and because he knows that we are we are ones who get complacent and get comfortable in our you know in our lives and instead of uh, us just sitting you know going to church every sunday Mm -hmm. you know wearing the same clothes doing the same thing, you know, going out to lunch with um, our friends from church on Sunday and doing the same thing over and over and over again, it can get us into a rut. Mm -hmm. And sometimes God has to shake us. And so do you feel that the stuff that we are experiencing is kind of a shaking? God is saying, okay, wake up church. You've been complacent and you've been in your routine too long. It's time to get moving. Do mm-hmm. you think that... That 
the things. I mean, it was a blow when 9-11 happened. Because mm-hmm. it... Um, we've been so safe and secure in America. We never thought that a terrorist attack like that would happen on American soil. Mm-hmm. And although we... So you were in the military mm-hmm. for over seven years. Mm-hmm. We were during the Gulf War. We were stationed in Germany. And I remember when terrorism was starting to really become a huge thing while we were in Germany. We had our three small kids. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the day we were at the PX? <clears throat> and there was a bomb threat in the parking lot. And that particular day, um, it was the parking lot was so full. We parked our vehicle on the street. On the street, yeah. In the back of the PX, mm-hmm. behind the PX, on the street. And they moved everybody who was in the PX to the very back of until they could, um, you know, safely evacuate people. Mm-hmm. And they were searching. Um, vehicles in the parking lot and outside and they were making sure that you know it was all clear they did find a bomb they did yeah and then um when they allowed us to exit we went out the back and there was our vehicle Mm -hmm. and so we didn't have to wonder because they weren't releasing vehicles from the parking lot to people because of the threat and i remember them also having to um, when we entered to our housing area, mm-hmm. they had to search under our vehicle. We had to stop at the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And the soldiers would use this mirror and go around the entire vehicle. And because our vehicle was a full-size conversion van, mm-hmm. they asked me to open all the doors and they would use the mirror and search. Mm-hmm. Even under the kids' car seats. Really? And... Even though I, it was an inconvenience, mm-hmm. it was an inconvenience I was willing to, to allow because they were just trying to keep us safe. Safe, yeah. And I appreciate what the military, the things that they have done. And sometimes we forget to thank the spouses because they're the support for the military service person. And the spouses and the children also go through what the military person, you know, servicemen, they can be in just as much danger, Mm -hmm. but we're not trained with guns to protect ourselves. There's the difference. So, I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. felt like I needed to share that, that we Mm -hmm. understand terrorism and the fear it can strike and a... You know, American household, when you're not used to um, terrorists, you know. And so anyways, but that all is like, I'm sure there were signs before that that were more subtle. Mm -hmm. That God was trying to wake us up. That that was like a boom. Wasn't there a bomb that went off in the, the housing next to us? It wasn't. It was one street over. Oh, one street over? Uh-huh. And two families died oh. in that 
um, bombing. And it was a bomb left in the basement. Mm -hmm. And it was the two apartments that were on the bottom floor, which were apartments one and two. Mm -hmm. And we had a first floor apartment. So ours was one. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it wasn't over the washer, you know, the washroom. Mm -hmm. And so they had to start locking the building. And yeah. we had to start using our key to actually get in and out of the building. Unlocking the basements, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so doing laundry was a little different after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... So anyways, those are kind <laughs> of events that kind of wake a person up, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and I believe that God... It's not that... Because God is not the author of violence... He's been protecting us for a long, long time. Time. And so, I think about that, and I think about the children of Israel. When they were slaves, they were actually being protected Mm -hmm. from the outside world. When you think about that, because they didn't understand war. And they had to learn how to use weapons and how to protect themselves. And you think about it when, you know... They were slaves. They had everything delivered. You know, they had it right there. Mm-hmm. They had a home. They had comfort. And that's why they complained. Because here they are out in the wilderness. Right? Mm-hmm. They're out in the wilderness. And all of a sudden they have to fend for themselves. That's what I'm talking about. Getting out of our comfort zone. And so, I just have one more scripture. Okay, sorry. Okay, the last scripture is Second Timothy four eight, and it says, uh, "Let's see, four eight. It says, henceforth there is laid laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only." And then here's the other. This is the like the main caption. But unto all them that love his appearing. That means all the Christians that are looking for the Lord to come back. Let's see. Let me see this other translation. Second Timothy 4. 4 8. There is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but to all of those who have loved his appearing. Mm-hmm. Well, they added, have loved yeah. his appearing. So that's all I have for this all time. For this session. <laughs> for this session. <coughs> so, um... In closing, um, you had mentioned something about, number one, if you're not saved, that you need to get saved. Mm -hmm. And number two, if you are saved, you need to be ready. Mm -hmm. Because even, um, I don't remember where it is, but Jesus was talking about the the virgins. Uh Uh-huh, the ten virgins. Yeah, and how... 
Five. So many were prepared and so yeah. many weren't because if they shared their oil with the ones who didn't prepare, there wouldn't be enough for all of them. Yeah. So with that being said, the Bible says that we are to work out our own salvation. salvation with, fear, can't, with fear and trembling. That means that I can't rely on you to mm. make sure my salvation is okay and you can't rely on me. That you have to do your own study and work on your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um, in closing, if you have a word for those who um, might not be quite ready, what would it be? What would you suggest? The ones that aren't ready? Yeah, or the, the ones, ones that- you know, that might be preoccupied with life. No. Um, that aren't saved at all? No. That oh. are saved. But okay. But got preoccupied with life. And so what is it that you would suggest for them? For them is to... Um, um, I just had it and I forgot it. It's okay. Uh, about... Let's see. To ask God if if they're doing it, you know, if we're doing enough, or is if there's more we can do. Um, and if there if it's not enough that we're doing that, to ask God, what more can I do for Your kingdom? Yeah. And He will let you know. Because it says, "Ask and ye shall receive, and seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you." So we have to ask Him. He's he's willing to give us an answer. Because obviously the advice for someone who's not saved is to get saved. Yeah, it's to... And so how would you lead somebody to the Lord in this day and age? Especially now with um, those who are maybe uh, not saved but are um, seeing, you know, the religious... Mm-hmm. Um, things that are going on might not want to hear what we would have to say, but like throwing scripture at them, mm-hmm. you know, because there are a lot of people out there who don't like Christians right now, and they're yeah. being very verbal Hurt. about it. Yeah. And so, how do you suggest we approach those um, who may? have an issue with someone they would call religious. I mean, I've been called religious because I share the love of Christ with somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, But if they knew the difference between someone who's religious and someone who um, is a genuine follower of Christ, they would see. To me, the religious are like the Pharisees, the ones who practice everything you know, in the church. Uh, every rule and regulation. And um, Jesus said, um, you shall know them by their fruits. There you go. That's right. He's got it in his mouth. Shut the door. We had a dog coming all muddy. Sorry, he's trying to... Okay, so if you want to close in prayer. Okay. Um, I'll agree with you in prayer. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your word. Um, thank you for everyone that listened, that they'll be blessed. 
Um, if there's someone out there that hasn't made a decision for you that they will ask you into their heart to be their Lord and Savior and that you'll cleanse them from all their sins and unrighteousness and you'll and um, that we will be a blessing to others and show them the true light of, of God and that we'll love people we're supposed to love one another even if somebody has wronged you is still to love them. Because yeah. Yeah. God is love. That's right. And he set an example for us when he was here on earth. So we just thank you this day. And we just ask that everyone that listened, that they'll be blessed. That they'll have a great weekend. <laughs> and hopefully, let's see, I'll have more scripture when you're doing this again. Next week? Yeah. Okay, next week I'll have some more scripture. Okay, so it sounds okay. like we're doing a part two. Yeah, part two. For this. Yeah. I pray that you're blessed, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in today. And we shall see you tomorrow.